Uh, you let me know as soon as you've done stuffing your face, right? Uh, uh, yes, I have finished, and I'm now recording, drinking, uh, drinking this um, magnificent milkshake. <laughs> this could be a, this could be a really good brand name, magnificent milkshake. Mm-hmm. But instead of being an actual milkshake, it's like. I mean, it sounds kind of gay, <laughs> so so it could be like. I don't know, like a pink, uh, like like a pink shake with glitter that also has like Kahlua in it. Hmm. I'd drink that. I'd be. I was thinking yeah. more. I was thinking more of a milkshake in a can, <laughs> and uh, just everything about it is bad. So like, you pick it up, you get it on the shelf. It's not cold immediately, and it's like, you open it up and it just sprays. Th- like viscous liquid everywhere. Oh God! And also, it, warm it, viscous liquid. And and also, it just backs the question. Uh, so why is it under pressure, anyways? <laughs> well, that's just you know pres- pre- preservative and and uh, and just or co- or in general. or it's you know it, what happens to milk if you let it spoil. Just saying. It's <laughs> and then, and then it's so thick that it just doesn't actually. You can't get it all. Yeah, right. I mean, look, if you have spoiled milk and you blend it up real nice, this could pass as a milkshake. Uh, I mean, it is a milkshake. Yeah. There's a, the definite by definition, it is a milkshake. Yeah, and P- I, pigs will drink it. I have heard about people, but I've only heard about that from Americans that people use spoiled milk for um, baking. Yeah, you use it in like pancakes and stuff. Really? Oh God, my grandma would have killed me. Yeah. Well, so buttermilk is basically that you intentionally curdle milk with like a little bit of vinegar, mm. and then you bake with it because it gives like a leavening agent. Um, Adds fluffiness to things and a little bit of kind of tartness, I think. <clears throat> yeah, right. But the, um, I really only know its application in pancakes and breakfast goods. So, mm. I mean, the main difference between milk and buttermilk is one is contr- is like spoiled under like under a controlled environment, <laughs> and the <laughs> other is just spoiled. <laughs> so, are you saying my kitchen cupboard isn't a controlled environment? Oh uh, well, I mean, it depends. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no. It's I had like a I had like a package of uh, uh, those uh, ancho chili peppers, like oh yeah, chipotle yeah. peppers, and um, like once you open the can, I open it and put it into a, a plastic container yeah. so that I can keep it in the fridge, and I just absentmindedly left it in the in the spice cupboard because it kind of is a spice in a way. I use it like a spice, mm-hmm. and uh, I just absentmindedly put it back there, and I was trying to make nachos yesterday. And I opened up this warm, tepid, like, peppers in sauce in a plastic container. Oh. I'm like, how long has this been in here? And how desperate am I for oh, <laughs> smoking Well, how desperate were you? Uh, not enough. Oh, I God. actually know it. Uh, let, me, let me put that in the way. Just was not. Oh. I might have done it. Maybe back in my university days. Yeah, I, they they weren't pickled though, right? Uh, yeah, they're um, it's kind of like a vinegar, like they're pickled in the ancho sauce. Okay, like it's got vinegar. It's basically just like 
the smoked peppers and then you put vinegar yeah. and tomato sauce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So probably not enough vinegar to actually pickle, right? So. No, I, di I didn't think so. Yeah. I didn't think it was worth the yeah. risk. Yeah, because yesterday I ate a really off-tasting wiener. Oh, you too? Uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, but mine wasn't still attached. It's like. Uh. So. I was looking for very low fat, like you would call them frankfurters, right? That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like hot. No, it's not hot dogs necessarily, but yeah, let's let's just say frankfurters. Um, it's all beef wiener. Not 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 really because the, this one was pork, but it was low fat, and um, that was actually so they tasted quite good. Um, but I had like one sausage left from last week um and I, I think i bought it on saturday and i definitely also opened it on saturday last week so mm. it was a full seven days between me opening that package to you know now eating the last one and i boiled them and stuff and so first i had the low fat ones and then as like a, a final you know <laughs> piece de resistance <laughs> i i had my full fat actual frankfurt from like last week there and uh, i was really looking forward to that because even though the low fat sausages you know they tasted all right they were okay i put some mustard on there everything was okay um but then i was like last bite i eat today is gonna be a full fat so i was really looking forward to that and I, and I bit into it, and immediately it was just an off taste that hit me. Oh no! And I wasn't, I wasn't sure. At first, I thought it was the transition from a low fat pork wiener to like a like a high fat poultry based sausage, and I thought, okay, maybe yeah. it was just a, you know a, you know like. Like when you have colors that are almost matching, but that like not really, so it like it looks really off-putting, and I felt like maybe the taste was too close, but like slightly different, so it kind of tastes strange. But I think it was actually just a bad wiener. So mm. I, I I think that something happened in the last seven days uh, of me not even keeping it in a closed container, but I had like you know they came in as like plastic packaging and it yeah. was like six six pieces and i took five of them and one of them you took five yeah because i ate them yeah it didn't just take five and then left the one i took like two and then another two and then one and then i had like the one left and i left it there for a couple of days and okay so you <laughs> i i also didn't put it in like a closed container or wrap it in like saran wrap or something i just left it there to die <laughs> and <laughs> you, sl you just left it there so so what did you like <laughs> just che cheesing over here because i'm picturing like a glory hole situation <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah so I don't know. It was it was a little off tasting, and I didn't feel too well afterwards. So uh, the night was 
was accompanied uh, by. Well, I mean, you take too many wieners, it's just, just you know, yeah, know your limit, <laughs> play within it. Yeah, and it always leads to you just having a very uncomfortable night. And in, yeah. in my yeah, you're walking. In, in my case, it was like I I just had to really you know clench that those butt cheeks to make sure. Well, it's either that or you gotta you gotta kind of like spread your legs and walk like you're a cowboy <laughs> continuously <laughs> continuously in a stare down. <laughs> oh God, that happened to me last week. No, wait, not not that way. But so I I. I was working out and um, it was my first like real tough workout uh, since my uh, vaccination and my legs are actually still killing me. I worked out four days ago and my legs are still fried. And um, so the next day I (laughs) went to work and I had this kind of like cowboy walk. about me (laughs) because like i i couldn't properly so it was so bad that you know when when working out in the next day you're not even sore like a real you know like actual muscle soreness but it just Mm -hmm. feels like numb and yeah yeah and i i couldn't quite move my my legs (laughs) like right (laughs) and (laughs) uh i was walking like a fucking cowboy and uh yeah apparently almost all of my colleagues thought i i had shat myself (laughs) (laughs) you're practicing in the mirror before you leave you're like is this how humans walk i think this is how humans normally walk (laughs) oh yeah uh welcome by the way to the friends apart podcast your podcast for thank you all things high culture um we we're, we're, oh, yeah. we're okay. here for you <laughs> friends apart <laughs> uh I, w- I wanted to take a step back for a second uh so the idea that hot dogs okay first of all germany has so many types of hot dogs yeah. that i don't i don't understand the difference between them like there's the length yeah <laughs> difference there's a girth difference yeah. and uh and then they have different names but they all look the same they're just different shapes and sizes yeah uh and uh most of them come in a jar which no, is they uh, don't. a very s- a lot no, of them no, no, come no, in a that's jar bullshit. that's like what? two Are you sure? like two or three brands that usually come in glasses and yeah. that's like the very traditional brands uh, brands usually and then there's like the one knockoff brand that tries to imitate you know um but most mm-hmm. of them just come in like plastic garbage wrapping so it's yeah okay. it's it's not it's i was a really big shock it's, it's not the same kind of wrapping that you guys have it's not as tight it's like yeah it's not vacuum yeah sealed. exactly for us it's like very they're they're you know con- contained wieners conta- in a bag. <laughs> fucking child (laughs) that would be an awful title for a porno (laughs) i think that's the name of the episode (laughs) that's oh shit oh shit Uh, jiminy i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck me Uh, Uh, Sir 
remember like it was such a shock to see like <laughs> wieners in a glass. <laughs> I was going to say dicks in a jar. But, uh, hot dogs in a jar. Like it was just for some reason it felt uh, kind of like how do I criminal? It felt <laughs> criminal as if like I, I felt the essence of jars containing body parts on a shelf in someone's basement, but channeled through the production of consumer meat products. So I'm not sure what what North America's relationship with like organ meat is. But in Germany, you will also encounter like uh, pickled kidneys and stuff. So that's something that does exist in grocery stores. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so the pickled wiener isn't particularly shocking to to a German. Um, <laughs> and uh, indeed, the most um, the most famed brand of of wiener. Um, in a jar is literally called the German Deutschländer. That's like uh, that's yeah, like the most famous brand of like Wiener State. I mean, you know, credit where credit's due. They definitely do taste the best. And what I noticed uh, when when I was in the states, I only tasted a couple of hot dogs. Um, but our sausages taste more like meat. I. I, I would say so like the American hot dog tends to be it is its own thing. It's it's neither worse nor better. It's it's just, you know, it's an yeah, American I, hot I dog. Agree. And um, mm. in, in, in Germany, especially. So we we've talked about this at, at, at some point in the podcast about, um, you know, for example, when you sent me the, the cereal, the uh, Timbits, and I said, you know, no way stuff like that would pass in the EU. Um, right, yeah. Or also, like, like McDonald's and stuff is very under scrutiny in, in Germany, especially all of the time for, like, the kind of food they serve. And f- mm-hmm. you also told me about this, this thing that happened in America where uh, people demanded, basically, you know, like, transparency of uh, mcdonald's for like the big mac stuff and so for us it's like transparency is a huge thing in the eu in general but but germany i I think in particular and so for example the the uh, donair that we have here there's a legal definition of how much meat has to be in the donair for it to be considered meat um Mm -hmm. just just give me a second because i don't want to i don't want to talk shit (laughs) uh it is so so there is a definition it was way lower um than i would have thought what else is in it oh it's mostly like filler like okay. like maltodextrins and all that shit. Uh, uh, I'll tell a story. Yeah. One time uh, I was really drunk and um, we stopped in a Donair place. 
I think it was uh well it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> only you only you will know yeah. that. Um and uh the bathroom the the public restroom was in the basement. So I was like everyone was ordering food. I I ordered my food and I uh I went down to the bathroom. And uh in this like sketchy bathroom in the basement, uh, there was in the hallway to the bathroom. There was like a chest freezer, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Well, I gotta see in mm-hmm. this." Uh, <laughs> and so I opened it up, and uh, obviously they were uh, what uh, the the like the donair kebab like froze. Yeah, with the way they would buy uh-huh. them, um, but it what looked like uh, a bunch of. Uh, human torsos wrapped oh, up what? in uh, in in a freezer is what it looked like and i was just like oh 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 wait wait this must be the food that they serve oh what <laughs> it was really disturbing that is disturbing uh <laughs> shit forgot i had to pee immediately grabbed food and left <laughs> <clears throat> still ate it oh fuck yeah it's just for the. It's such a sketchy food though, because like I know there are places that make it themselves where they actually stack meat on a stick. Yeah. But then there's obviously the rest of them buy like this pre-made kind of like formed, like ground meat formed into a kebab kind of thing. Uh, so I can't, I can't find it right now. So the only thing I I saw is that. Um, in a different, you know, like health uh, ministry sub groups, whatever, uh, responsible for like mm-hmm. meat safety and stuff, um, they are actually discuss uh, discussing a minimum uh, amount of meat of ten percent in uh, Donair. Wow! And apparently, this derives from um, a lot of meat quote-unquote not being actual meat so you can put like you know all basically the 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 leftovers from like uh fillet production and whatever in there but it wouldn't technically like you know according to our law be considered meat just like the cut scraps yeah yeah scraps right yeah oh and then of course there's a bunch of so if you look at like the the so if you're as nutrition obsessed as I am, um, you will look at like the the uh, nutritional values of like everything, and also the ingredients of everything. And if you look at like uh, donair meat, um, they they still have to disclose what's in there, and uh, you would go up to you know one of those little diners and. Uh, 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 have a donair somewhere there will be a table uh, on a wall somewhere saying Mm -hmm. uh, what's in there and at least saying the nutritional values and as soon as you see carbohydrates in a food that is supposed to be exclusively meat uh, like Mm -hmm. upwards of 5 to 10 grams per, per 100 grams you know okay there's some sketchy shit going on Um, but (laughs) Again, a little bit like with the the American hot dog compared to a German, a real German wiener with you know girth and length, um, mm-hmm. it's its own thing. 
Donaire is its own thing. So I don't particularly care what's in my Donaire. I mean, I'm eating a, a dough pocket filled with who knows what that's going to give me diarrhea and, and, and reflux. It's not a food you are going to for health conscious reasons. Well, it's better than going to, you know, like McDonald's or something. There's still like a lot less fat in there. But This is but true. And you actually get veggies. Yeah. Depending on where yeah, you go. Yeah, not just like yeah. one and a half pickles and like half a leaf of lettuce yeah. so yeah yeah i agree donaire is definitely the superior uh fast food but especially i don't know what's oh i'm really interested to hear that because you've you've gotten mm. to know donaire culture in germany and it's very particular because well we have a lot of like mm -hmm. middle eastern people here and um ah. they own the shops and they know you know like they're Customers that come in regularly, they uh, usually always have, it seems like, part of their family working there. Um, yeah. And basically the only words, <laughs> I mean, it's like a running joke, obviously, full disclosure, you little snowflakes. I know a lot of Turkish and Middle Eastern people in Germany speak great German. They, I know that. But there yeah. seems to be a pattern. Maybe it's just a shtick. I don't know. Of uh, <laughs> you know, like like donair place owners to basically only be able to say the German uh, words words for <laughs> you want it hot. You want to or with everything. You want everything. Want hot. Like that's pretty much it. And it's like, yeah, I want everything. And how hot is hot? And they will always be like. Ha ha ha! And then just put some like weird red flakes on your donor, and <laughs> you're gonna be fucked up like for real. But Ooh, uh, I got it. One time there was there was one shop that had like two. You could add your own. Uh -huh. There was like a little dish with spoons by the cash, mm -hmm. and one was like deep red chili flakes Ooh. and like powder, yeah. and then the other one was like this bright orange chili flakes with pep with uh, powder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, obviously my evolutionary uh, biology tells me that the darker red one is the spicier <laughs> one. Uh, and so I liberally apply this because I enjoy very spicy foods. And uh, that was not the case. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> I love spicy food, but this was unbelievable. It was fire before I could even like say the words i was just like regret oh, i regretted god. everything oh god uh and i regretted it the day after as well just as just as es much. especially with like this i i call it the dry heat uh coming from those powders um it like mm -hmm. immediately strikes you it's not even yeah. like a hot sauce it'll usually creep up in you um, there's a couple of things, like especially like the you know milder hot sauces like Tabasco and stuff that are like on mm -hmm. vinegar based. I I feel like they immediately sting a little because of vinegar. It just seems to exacerbate yeah. just you know whatever's there. Um, but like the powder stuff, that like it just gets everywhere immediately. Just it like spreads through your mouth so quickly and. It seems like the amount of heat per, you know, 
little flake of of chili powder or whatever is so much worse than with a hot sauce even like really really strong ones and oh fuck like ah i think it's uh i think it's because the powder is dehydrated and it's hydrophilic so as soon as it touches your saliva it like reconstitutes but your like sauces sometimes contain oils so it takes a little bit longer for it to to interact with your taste buds but you're right like yeah the powder it's like fuck (laughs) oh god yeah, but regarding like the culture of uh, donair places, how mm-hmm. how, how yeah, does right. like German culture compare to Canadian donair culture? I mean, it's essentially the yeah. same. I think there's, it's pretty much an analog. So where where you have Turkish, we would just have like either Lebanese food or Greek food mm-hmm. or um, uh, other other countries like. We don't have a lot of Turkish people here, but it seems that the sort of uh, cultural, I don't know, like food purveyor uh, business is is very much the same. Like it's always kind of a family-run mm. business. It's always um, they do a couple things very well, <clears throat> and it's always open late, and they're very much the same things. It's just like you get a meat, you get uh, a kebab meat in a piece of bread in some format. And you get lots of vegetables and then a sauce or two. And the difference almost, I, I'm sure the meat's different, but like the sauces and everything are the thing that makes the difference really. But otherwise it's all, it's very similar. So it's, it's kind of cool actually. It's like one of those, one of those things that exists around the globe mm-hmm. and it feels very comfortable in the wake, no matter where you go. If, if you're the kind of like, I would say they're less common here. That would be the only differentiating thing, mm-hmm. at least at least in in the cities I've lived in, compared to like Germany. There's donair places like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, sometimes certain places have more than others. But like in general, it's because they're competing with other places like pizza shops and McDonald's for late night service. Like um, there's there's more options. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting phenomenon going on. Um, more so, originally more on the Russian uh, Chinese border, but uh, also in in the U.S. And I don't know about uh, Canada, but uh, Thai restaurants. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting thing because in both cases, like the China Russian thing and also the the Thai uh, American thing. Um, it's a way of the the culture being imported into a country by food, um, thereby kind of like you know having the populace getting used to a certain culture, and this being like a predecessor of actual. Uh, increased immigration and in the case of like china and russia most likely also uh well take over of certain regions so uh having a lot of immigrants in a certain part of a country and then basically claiming it because you know you have so many people there um Mm -hmm. and for thai restaurants compared to mexican restaurants um there is there's about 5,000 Thai restaurants in the U.S. Probably there's more by now. 
and about 50,000 uh, Mexican restaurants. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot more Mexicans in the US than there are Thai people. And and the like population to to restaurant ratio basically is insane. And uh, Thai food apparently, so I only saw this in a documentary recently, apparently wasn't really a thing in the US until recently. Uh, whereas in Germany, it, it has been adopted, I think, for the last couple of years. And the reason why, and now I, I want you to really pay attention, kids, because it's going <laughs> to get education. I think we lost him. Oh shit! I I, I yeah I fuck I, I accidentally <laughs> flipped the switch. Fuck! What was the last What was the last thing you heard? You're are you ready, kids? <laughs> oh yeah, that was anticlimactic. And then you're like, ah! <laughs> like you were falling down a crevasse. Speaking of crevasses, so um, older German guys will go to Thailand and the Philippines and get local women to marry them and yeah this is something that i know is practiced also in other countries like western countries but germany and also the type of germans do it it's a certain type (laughs) so let me just say i personally know of three older guys and I'm stressing the older guys here. Um, that went to two of them went to the Philippines, one of them went to Thailand, and both successfully came back with a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them are already divorced, and for one of them, I don't know. I don't think things uh, looking all too peachy there, but mm-hmm. it's. It's a way of, I, I guess, because that has been going on famously for the past decades in Germany already. That's why the uh, like import of, you know, Southeast Asian culture into Germany wasn't that much of a stretch, because well, Germans were literally importing Southeast Asians. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why like Thai food is more <clears throat> accepted here. Um, but also because in, in in a lot of Western countries, let's be honest, you can open a Thai place and 90% of your customers will say, oh, that's the best Chinese food I ever had. <laughs> so. um, wait, you didn't, I didn't hear the actual answer to your, your Thai, Thai question or the, the thing you were going to say. Yeah, like the, the, so the thing about, like cultural import. That was basically what I was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently goes a lot through restaurants. So a certain country will... So for example, Thailand is really pushing their uh, Thai people to open restaurants in Western countries for uh, Western countries to get to know the culture a little, be getting used to the kind of culture and thus making it easier for their people to, you know, immigrate to a Western country of choice. And apparently that's that's something that is, you know, happening. I, I don't care. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not bothered by it, but, but anyway. 
See, I would have I would have assumed they would have been approaching from like the tourism side where you you like disperse your culture and disseminate it in other countries and that like makes people want to I know that I want to go visit Thailand I mean that is that as well certainly India f- yeah. for f- mostly culinary reasons Oh I'm not sure you want to do that I'm <laughs> so I have a colleague who's lived in India for one and a half years I think mm-hmm. might have been two years I don't know who the fuck cares um, so what she's told me was basically two things uh she was in oh let me think fuck i think new delhi i think i'm not 100 percent uh i think so and whatever so what she said is that so the cliche of you know as a she's she's a white blonde woman um, the cliche of, you know, a white blonde woman going to India and getting, like, harassed all the time, she said, definitely wasn't the case. Um, okay. Actually, it was a lot worse. She also lived in the U.S. and she also lived in uh, Turkey for a while. And she said it was actually a lot worse in Turkey. I mean, no hate to my Turkish friends, you know, but th- that's just what she said. And there's this this very, very, mm. you know, broadly spread. Um, and also made worse by by some, like, YouTube fake clips and stuff um of like blonde women getting uh harassed in india right i mean okay. that might happen i don't know she yeah. said your mileage may vary yeah. depends where you yeah. go she so she she didn't have problems with that anyways um but she said that the first weeks months uh of purely indian food i mean obviously they also have mcdonald's and stuff but you know Every food, even the food that is more on a like international side, will be cooked in an Indian way, obviously. Using Indian mm-hmm. oils, using a couple of Indian spices, using Indian cooking techniques. And she said it definitely took a toll on her digestive system. So <laughs> I'm not sure how... You know, easy it is to transition from, you know, like Western cuisine to going to India and full on eating like real Indian food. Um, I, I think there there's bound to be some problems with that. Yeah, I think that I mean, when you think about it, like consider the different like cuisines from different countries. I would, I mean, I don't know all of them, obviously, but I, I've experienced enough to say that probably Indian food is among the most different from North America, like traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, real Chinese food is also different, but <laughs> let's say it's more solid. Um, Indian is like, there's a lot of, um, like, dal is very common in India. It's like, um, it's a soup made of lentils. Yeah, but it also really depends where you get it. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's... I mean, India is a huge country. So I, I would guess that depending on where you are in the country, it's made completely different, which obviously appeals. For uh, sure, yeah. That's that's very interesting. But mm-hmm. um, I... No, uh, I'd yeah. want to try it. I wouldn't... It reminds me of that... Um, there was like a video game conference... Uh, in conference, fucking video game tournament <laughs> in China, and like in I think it was like Sichuan province or yeah. something, and 
all the people there from North American stuff, like the only color, like the, the most basic non-spicy food was still spicier than anything they could get in North America. Um, and so they, like a lot of people had to eat Kentucky fried chicken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole week because they just couldn't stand the, the, the local food. So my girlfriend has been to China before for two weeks and, uh, she got the opportunity to eat at like very local places. And, Mm -hmm. um, she was on the like east coast of of China, and uh, she said that. So they traveled through different provinces, and she also said that there's a lot of difference in you know the style of food depending on where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, I mean, as a Canadian, you can relate. Um, as an American, someone might also relate. As a German, I cannot relate to just the vastness of those countries. Um. That's just a mm. concept that I'm just not used to. For me, it's like, well, yeah, I can go to a different country, like even the, you know, very German, you know, the German approximations that we have in, in Europe, like namely Switzerland and like Austria. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, they have their own things, but the probability of you tasting something there that's completely out of bounds is that's it's very unlikely mm-hmm. um whereas i would guess that if someone from seattle were to go to i don't know mississippi or new orleans for example mm-hmm. um and have like cajun food there um i guess this this could be a like a completely different experience um, and it's actually from people. I mean, yeah, it's from people that, in to some extent, immigrated. But I wouldn't say that because, like, the USA is such a melting pot. Like, people came there hundreds of years ago, so mm-hmm. they are Americans. Period. So it's in in, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, book, sure. it is American food for this certain region. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think that someone from a huge country can experience different stuff. I don't know for Canada. Do you, would you have? You've never been to to the West Coast, right? I haven't, but yeah. um, I want to say like we have variation, but um, I would say our our local cuisine is a lot less diverse than the U.S. because like. Uh, just probably just for historical reasons, mostly mm-hmm. um, like we didn't have Mexico, like, you know, like yeah. Tex-Mex barbecue, stuff like that, like that developed on its own. Florida, there's a lot of alligator based and like influenced heavily on Caribbean food. Wait, 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 wait um, a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I cannot skip over the, the alligator yeah. based stuff. Sh- Oh yeah, sure. So there, I mean, I used to go to a restaurant there called RJ Gators and a lot of their food was on the menu was alligator meat based. So I'd like eat gator burgers and what the fuck? gator nuggets or whatever. Um, it's good. I, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, um, it's a white meat. I, th- I, th- if I remember correctly, like it's fine. Yeah. It's chewy, yeah. but it also reminds like in even in Germany, like I went to a Chinese restaurant there, but they had um, use like a choose your own stir fry thing. Yeah, you yeah. could get yeah. uh, wild boar, pig, zebra, kangaroo. I got the zebra. Um, 
and you know for novelty reasons but it didn't taste like anything special it kind of just tastes like burnt beef yeah so so that's the thing so the (laughs) restaurant style you're describing is um something that's very common in germany it's like huge chinese buffets and i exactly know the place that you're talking about and i've also Mm -hmm. been there and i think they switch things up but i think they mainly switch up the labels (laughs) <laughs> not so not so much <laughs> the actual meat so uh, i i'm quite sure that uh you know what they they sold you as a zebra might very well be a camel the next day um <laughs> and i'm not sure about that because i've tried all the meats they had there and exa- exactly the <laughs> same reason as you for novelty reasons there was your whole thing and for every yeah. single thing, I was like, either ah, kind of tastes like beef, or mm, kind of tastes like <laughs> chicken. But I would, I'm not sure if I would expect. So that's the other thing. I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to insinuate fraud, but I mean, it's expensive meat. That would be expensive <sighs> meat. I'm not, I'm not sure. So, example in China, my so when my girlfriend came back from China, she brought me horse meat. Uh, but it was kind of like jerky. Mm-hmm. And it was some of the best stuff I've ever eaten. I'm not even kidding you. It was... The marinade was like... It was sweet, but also a little spicy, salty. It was amazing. And nothing I've ever tasted before. And the meat itself, it wasn't like our jerky, like really jer- uh, like chewy. It was mm-hmm. very tender. And it God, it was so good. And um, I know that horse meat was something that was very, very common in Germany. I don't know about the U.S., but it's very, very common here until Mm -hmm. like a couple of decades ago. Um, And I mean, think about it. Horses up until like 100 years ago, more or less, were considered pretty much the same as like beef. Uh, Well, sorry, cattle. Like in, in general, like uh, <laughs> I only see them as food. I don't they have a name. <laughs> Sorry. So Rana and James, they've both been working hard on the fields, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but they're still gonna be eaten. And yeah. I think it was the same with like horses. They they were mostly there for work and work related stuff like. It, you know, as like a, as a farmer, you you needed yeah, something to to yeah. pull your plow. It was, yeah, some used an ox, some used a, a horse, whatever. But it's it was yeah, you 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 maximize the value exactly, it, and in the point. end, you you eat them. And um, I I think it mainly derives from you know horses being like a high society pet now. Um, mm-hmm. why we're not eating it anymore? I don't really get it. There was also this whole scandal a couple of years ago with allegedly horse meat in some frozen lasagnas from Aldi here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened there. <laughs> it was yeah, it's a pretty big mistake to make it a slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it could just be a really t- uh, tall cow. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> Um, but also, you know what I think it is? It's <laughs> I'm just imagining humans. I'm are. just imagining the farmer being like, "No, you don't make 
you make moo. <laughs> God, can, some, can, like, can someone just slaughter this retarded cow? <laughs> can, the guy at the slaughterhouse is just like, cow, cow, like looks like looks at eye level and he sees kind of just a neck and he <laughs> cranes his neck up and there's a horse and he's just like, but it's just one and then behind it's another cow and just like, cow <laughs> sends it through um, oh god but i think i mean humans are predictable and we're vain and horses tend to be uh objectively uh, uh, attractive animals oh no uh, they're fuck, pretty. Dude, yeah i could fuck a horse <laughs> <laughs> a horse could fuck you that's true might as well uh, try um uh, they're like they're pretty animals, and they're very like they have a good temperament. They're they're known as pets, and then like high society adopts that, and so yeah. there's like this there's like this adopted stigma against them. So somehow, even though someone had never met this horse, if you kill it and eat it, they're like, how could you do that to a horse? Like, I mean, the world would have what's the, the world would have been so different if our main means of transportations would be like. Uh, just attaching 10 chickens to each of our feet and using them as roller <laughs> skates. And, you know... <laughs> uh, I, we, uh, one time when I was younger, we were, we were like super drunk and we came up with this idea of cat boots where you just <laughs> like strap cats to the bottom of your boots and, and then you just like stand there like a lord with your arms crossed as the cats walk for you. <laughs> <laughs> floating cat jesus oh god yeah i don't know man uh, i mean the the whole thing about like killing animals for food uh you know i get that people think it's it's reprehensible i i tend to eat like probably i i guess half of my diet is probably veggie like you know like no meat, but like some dairy and like eggs, and mm-hmm. um, I guess there's probably like a like an eighth or a sixth in there that's that's completely vegan. Like I buy some like vegan sausages and and stuff like that, vegan burgers. Um, I'm into that stuff like Satan, Satan. I, I don't know how it's, it's pronounced. It's so weird. I call it yeah, right. I also <laughs> call it Satan. Okay, then we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I love that stuff. I, th- I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's um, good. It has a lot of protein in there. It tastes awesome. You can do a whole bunch of shit with it. Um, mm. So I think there there is alternatives out there. I also believe, firmly believe that like you know, lab grown meat is definitely one of those things that will. Uh, I was gonna address. That. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how that how people react to it because, especially people who are very anti animal killing because it kind of eliminates the moral yeah. aspect of meat consumption uh, they, they will find a reason they will be like well, or, well orig- I think originally so, yeah. it you know it originated from an actual animal cell so yeah they had to do that right. they cannot just synthesize a cell that's just not working um right but i i think that this isn't the group that you want to target because that's a minority. I think the group that you want to target with that, and I think they would be able to do this very successfully. Um, say, just for example, 
your favorite restaurant, right? They would start mm -hmm. using lab-grown meat as a standard option for your burger. You would just go through, you know, sampling your burger. You would be like, so you can have like the, the beef patty, you can have uh, the chicken patty, um, or you can have uh, the lab-grown <laughs> patty. And mm -hmm. uh, it seems kind of weird right now, but if I, I think this definitely is is going to be the future. I'm very, very much convinced. Um, not just because of the implications for like, you know, ethical implications and everything that comes with like killing animals, but yeah. um, also it's so much more efficient, like just energetically than, uh, you know, like farming animals in the end. Obviously, there's, yeah, there, yeah. there's this whole part about, you know, like farmers losing their jobs and stuff. But yeah. mm -hmm. I think they will adapt. They adapted the last couple of decades to, you know, all of a sudden stopping to grow a certain crop and changing to, I don't know, soybeans or whatever the fuck. And um, I... Yeah, things change. People adapt. Yeah. Like Oil, oil is something that is actively being phased yeah. out right now. Like it has to because it is literally phasing out. <laughs> yeah, literally, and um, people are like, "Oh, our jobs, they took our jobs." Like, <laughs> um, the people will adapt. Yeah. They will disperse and find new employment, and that is just the way things go. And it has gone for a very long. And time. I think the last year was a great example of how humans adapt. So at first, when you know. I mean, let's let's be honest. Most of our, like most people alive, have. Okay, okay, wait. I have to differentiate. So, in in <laughs> Europe, we haven't had war in the last like seventy years. Um, in the U.S., there also was no well, North America in general. There was no open conflict within the country. For, you know, mm -hmm. since, I mean, for the US since, I guess, like the Civil War, right? More or less. Mm -hmm. um, so our, not our generation, but all people alive right now, they, they're they not used to, you know, war-like circumstances or the government R telling right. you to, you have to stay at home, like setting a curfew and all that stuff. Um, so humans definitely adapt better than humans think they do so everyone's like the fuck you're setting a curfew for like what mm -hmm. um they were like i'm not gonna wear a mask and well in the end they did and like the few idiots and let's be real that even though the majority of internet videos is of those people those people make up such a huge minority um in the world in general, that are like actively, you know, trying to, you know, work against yeah. the measures that are being taken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most people just adapted, like workplaces adapted. Now there are certain companies, huge companies that uh, start to abolish, uh, you know, the, the, the obligatory presence of their, um, their workers. Uh, they're allowed to work mm -hmm. from home whenever they want to. Um, yeah. There's going to be a lot less travel, you know, for work reasons. Because now everyone has like a microphone and or like a headset, whatever. 
um, and everyone pretty much knows how like video conference works and uh, people won't have to take like day trips, literal day trips from Europe to China uh, to fucking meet up. Like, well, I'd be like people would go take an entire trip, like with a plane to the U.S. to visit a company to talk about potentially, th potentially them doing something with you. And it's like you, this could be achieved in an afternoon exactly. over a video conference now. Yeah. yeah. So I think the work culture re will really change, you know, like. In the, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, it was totally normal for people to meet up, you know, for a work lunch, let's say, and get totally blasted, mm -hmm. just out of their minds. This is this is still done in England. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to judge, but uh, so this is something that was work culture, uh, like 50, 60 years ago. Um, Today, if you were to meet up with a potential or an active business partner and just, you know, <laughs> starting to order like vodka, like one in the mm -hmm. afternoon, um, most likely they would look at you all weird. And so work culture changes and humans are adaptable. Yeah. And even though humans refuse to accept change, they eventually do. Because what else are you gonna do, right? I mean, mm -hmm. either either go with yeah. it or you know don't. You can't stop it. Yeah, one person can't stop it. I I have a funny story. <laughs> uh, when we were when my company was moving to the new location, yeah. I had to um, contract out um, like an IT company to come and install the the networking infrastructure, like the servers and the, mm -hmm. the switches and firewall and shit and the cabling and. Uh, so I ended up meeting up with this guy uh, who was like a sales representative for this company. And um, he was like, I want to say in his mid sixties, late sixties, um, still working um, impeccably dressed in like a three piece suit and tie met me at a restaurant. Uh, and you weren't short. Like, no, well, no, like I dressed up. I was like, okay, it's a business meeting. Yeah. Um, but I was not prepared because this guy was like of that old guard. Yeah. Uh, he, he had already, he already had a beer and oh. we ended up having like four or five beers each <laughs> over lunch. <laughs> and then like not even talking about work at all. And then like the last two, like five minutes before we left, he's like, so, uh, so let me tell me what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and she's like, okay, great. We'll get this started. And I'm like, we got to get drunk. Like, Obviously, that's kind of like a sales tactic for him, but yeah, it was so. It was it was very I don't know, cool to be to see that perspective of I, I almost for a minute I felt like I was part of a different generation. Yeah. I got like to peer into the yeah. <laughs> to the inner workings because our own generation wouldn't do that. Well, I would, but <laughs> <laughs> so no, honestly, so okay, um. I mean, I, I, I chose to stay in academia and one of the perks in academia is that, you know, you have, you, you have certain liberties and one of those liberties is that, I mean, if you have the, the boss who allows it, which in my case I do, um, there will be social gatherings from time to time and they won't be at like, you know, four or five afternoons, so like approaching... Uh, you know, just 
anyways ending work. Um, mm -hmm. But they would be like late morning to like very early afternoon and yeah. everyone would have like a couple of glasses of champagne for those and um obviously work will still get done because that's just you know expected of you in a, in a kind of like silent agreement obviously and work definitely still is being done uh, even though <laughs> maybe slightly less efficiently <laughs> um obviously i'm very glad that you know our generation has become more self-conscious and health conscious and stuff but sometimes i mean i have had business meetings uh where i was like invited for example as a speaker or something and you you already get pampered quite a bit um and you would just you know have drinks with those people and you know only you always have this little bit of a business talk going on mm -hmm. but like only very low key so it's like you feel comfortable talking about stuff that maybe in a different situation you would be more careful about and i think that's where you know the problems but also the advantages start so mm -hmm. I, I think for that reason, it's it's probably for the better that we gave up day drinking at business meetings, <laughs> mostly. But um, in, insert... Not for our podcast. Well, it's for you, it's day. For me, it's like evening. Oh, right. it's, it's like 8 p.m. for me. So <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, I'm definitely totally justified in drinking. Um, also, quick thing that I wanted to mention. Um, since I think two episodes ago... I was still sitting here in, uh, you know, long pants and like a fleece jacket, um, basically freezing to death uh, in the middle of May. Uh, summer has come around to Germany and, fi hey. and uh, I finally almost got my first sunburn, but I wear sunscreen, baby. Um, yeah, you pasty motherfucker. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, I told you last time, put me next to a white wall and all you're going to see is like... <laughs> my tongue probably it's is real bad but uh yeah uh i'm really enjoying the time i uh, had a huge motorcycle ride today uh for the first time this year actually it was a lot of fun um even though my radiator spit out a little bit of liquid i think i'll have to take care mm. of that <laughs> yeah I would. yeah but apart from that everything's mm. fine um and we are also finally able to enjoy summer. And Very good. today we went to a, um, like a, is there, is there a word for beer garden in, in English? <clears throat> it's a beer garden. Uh, I don't think I can't remember that. Okay. So um, <laughs> we went to a beer garden today and it was like adjacent to a botanical garden. You probably remember it at the university. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's so interesting talking about human adaptability. Now, not wearing a mask is weird. And I know I watch TV shows that are like people serving coffee and I'm just like, ah, where's your mask? Yeah. <laughs> feels wrong to watch that. Uh, so I was queuing for, you know, just, just getting a beer. Um, and 
it was one of i mean you know the place but it's like a self-service place so you, you yep. go there yeah. grab your beer and then sit down and mm-hmm. uh so i was standing there without a mask because i didn't think anything of it uh, because they really 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 you know pushed back on all the the um new rules they had in place and so on so now you don't even need tests anymore if you want to go to beer gun or whatever and i'm completely vaccinated right now since yesterday so naturally i was standing there without a mask waiting for my beer outside like at least six feet to any other person and Mm -hmm. there was this elderly couple who was putting on their mask and looking at me not not in a hostile way they were just looking at me like um I think we have to wear masks here. And I'm like, mm. I mean, yeah, I, I can if you want to. If it makes you feel better, of course. So I put on my mask. I didn't want to be a dick. Um, but, yeah. but for me, my internal dialogue was like, uh, I, you know, we're outside where, yeah. usually, well, that, we, where the- usually we don't have to wear a mask at all. So say we were, you know, going for a walk and I were to pass you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear a mask. And, and, well... Well, that's what, like, the findings, it's like air v- ventilation is a huge yeah. uh, reduction in transmission rates. Yeah. Just air, air, air filled. Uh, yeah. Yeah, movement. So I was like internally i was like oh, it's kind of weird i mean it doesn't really make sense for me to wear a mask outside here standing in line six feet apart from you guys um not talking by the way so th- apart from breathing no no aerosols like leaving my face um <laughs> at the occasional fart but i don't think there's been far to far transmission for corona that we know of. yeah that we know of but yeah it's so yeah i don't know it's probably just um i mean you you're a scientist like we don't i don't really know how the like non-scientific people see this i'm sure for some people it's a lot scarier because they don't understand Mm -hmm. it as well and for us it's like okay i understand how it works i know when i need to do something and i know when it's safe to not do it but then other people like people who drive with their mask on alone in the car yeah right that's that bothers me for some reason because it's like i know it's your choice and if you're fine with it but you also really don't need to oh thank (laughs) fuck for saying that dude i i've been thinking that yeah also people on their bicycle which is something oh i haven't seen that oh really i see that a whole lot here and people on their bicycle keep wearing masks um, I mean, there are certain zones, like, you know, the pedestrian zones that we have in, 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 in mm-hmm. my city, um, where you were obliged to wear a mask, not anymore. Um, it's, wait a second, so, no, I think not anymore. Like, even in the pedestrian zones, you're not obligated to, like, wear a, ma- wear a mask anymore. And, uh, but still, they're riding your bicycle, so they're literally passing everyone within, like, less than a second um i don't know yeah it's a choice and then obviously there's the goth people who just really enjoy the fuck out of this <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah more power to it yeah exactly okay buddy on that uh for once positive note um <laughs> i w- i would like to end this podcast um thank you guys for listening um i see the stats i see you're listening uh 
Ohio, Kansas. Thank you guys. Even like Los Angeles is listening now, which which is amazing. Oh nice. Ooh, we're in. Yeah, <laughs> we are in. Fuck Dan Harmon, here we come. <laughs> we we cracked. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so thank you guys for listening. Um, we would really appreciate you interacting with us on Twitter at Friends Apart Pod. Uh, you can also shoot us a mail at friendsapartpod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, let us know if you have any, you know, wiener related questions. We always uh, yeah, happy happy to fill that. Exactly, fill fill that. Yeah, I don't fill any voids in your knowledge with that. It's rare that I get a setup for a joke that I feel like it's too cheap to actually make. Mm. So, yeah, you got pretty low standards. So, yeah, I don't have any at all. Actually, I'm basically like a like a comedic amoeba. <sighs> on that low note uh thank you for listening and uh check us out wherever you get your podcasts as long as it's not st- is it stitcher was it stitcher yeah fuck stitcher i, d- I don't right. want to i don't want to talk about uh oh it's that should not be named you can bleep that out yeah i am yeah <sighs> i would i would be all in for just letting this podcast run for the next like 20 minutes and not saying anything just just at the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah there would be this one guy who actually listened to it and enjoyed it and he knows he's the elite he's the elite Uh, anyways okay thank you guys for listening thank you jason for uh you know just I, i don't know putting up with me and uh yeah i guess i'll talk to you guys next week probably maybe 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 sounds good sounds all right i'm gonna die bye bye